2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com
0: slash host.
2: You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable.
0: The array of options is so much greater today.
2: U equals you. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org.
1: Hey, Rush Nation, before we get to today's show, which is an absolute banger, trust me on this, I want to tell you about the fantasy football playbook. Murph and I have been working really hard. Blood, sweat, and tears have been pushed into our first publication it's a book about fantasy football shock this is a fantasy football podcast but it's got strategy guides for all formats rookie player profile reviews murph's pas metric which is exclusive to the podcast and the book head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk into the shop and go buy yourself the fantasy football playbook Everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? We're back. It's Tuesday. I say we're back. It's just me, but then I'm never, ever alone. Murphy's is unfortunately on a business call to India, so I've drafted in not one, but two guests. Chris and Abram are here to talk about the Army American Football Association. Boys, welcome to Five Yard Rush. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Oh, you're more than welcome. When Murph told me you guys were coming on, I thought this is a pretty interesting subject because it's something I did not know was happening at all, and I presume that's pretty similar all over all over the place, right? People aren't don't consider the army to have an American football team.
2: Um, no, and and essentially we as as we'll find out as we go along, we haven't right now. Um, the association is something that's that's getting us to that point um, quite much quicker than we expected, but but yeah, it's happening.
1: Marvelous. So, how did you both get into following American football?
2: Um, so, mine's pretty. Uh, I'll say simple. I suppose it's not simple, really. So, I grew up um, up north, not far from Sheffield. So, I spent a lot of time going to watch Sheffield Steelers uh, ice hockey, um, and that sort of got me into American sport, which I sort of followed uh, the big three of basketball, ice hockey, and football. Um, but ice hockey was always my favourite. Funny enough, um, and then then I joined the army when I was quite young, and uh, sort of come away from sports quite a lot, um, and then. That sort of led to um, when things got a little bit quieter in my career. I just thought I need to get into a sport. I could never, I could never ice skate, so I was never, I was never ice hockey like player. <laughs> um, I never, I never stood on the ice, so I couldn't be a coach either. Um, so I, I don't know. I just sat down one day watching NFL. Um, I think I was playing Madden actually, and I just thought, oh, why don't I give football a go instead? Uh, and I did. And the first time I played was in Swindon, and absolutely fell in love with the sport. Um, And I've been having regular trips to America as well with work. And we go uh, sort of to the uh, West Coast, San Francisco, sort of LA area. And I've got watching a couple of games there and and
0: that was it. I've I've been tied into the sport since. How about you, Chris? Um, So a bit like probably most of your listeners over here, played a bit of Madden and then uh, went off to university and got... Uh, the usual university freshers treatment from the american football team in, in bath university the bath killer bees uh so dived in there loved the team got involved in it and the, and the social aspect of it and uh well that was the early 2000s so I've still been involved ever since
1: that's fantastic i also got into this sport through madden so i presume i guess the percentage of people in this country getting in through madden must be right up near the top right
0: yeah, it's got to be, I think, a lot of uh, misspent childhoods <laughs> on, on the consoles, yeah, growing up. <laughs>
1: so did that then move on to Britball for you both after university or how did that come about?
2: Yeah, for me, uh, like I said, I wanted to get into a sport um, and I just had a brainwave one day because playing played Madden um, and I I went down to Swindon uh, the head coach at the time, Steve Bennett, um, was a really good head coach and sort of, I don't know. First session, like that. I can't remember coming home and and, and saying that that's the best thing I've ever done. Like, I absolutely loved it, um, and since then I've been tied In I mean, I coaching with five five different teams at the moment. Um, that's you know I mean, but I could I could easily do more. I could easily do more. I absolutely love the sport since since I started at Swindon, um, but yeah, that sort of led on from that.
1: So uh, before we get to you, Chris. Sorry, Abe. Um, coaching five teams they close geographically and do you coach um, the, the same for each team or do you have a broad spectrum of coaching skills? What?
2: Yeah. So, so after, I'm, I'm including AFRA in that. Um, so obviously I'm head coach at uh, after as well, um, for what we're putting together. Uh, so that this is, I say, so it's not easy, but I'm not coaching in the way that I am at the other teams. Um, so I run the te- the youth team in Salisbury, um, which is sort of under 17s, uh, Full contact to American football. Uh, the team that I've set up, I GM it, um, chairman and head coach. Um, and I've got a great team of coaches down there now. Um, I've just recently started, uh, or sort of next season, we'll be starting with um, Sol- Solent, uh, sorry, Solent Seahawks um, junior team. But the idea is that it's opening the doors for my youth players to go to junior and sort of have a, a familiar face there. But also, it sort of creates that relationship between me, and Mark, the head coach, and Russ Hewitt. Uh, quite big names in, in South Coast football. Um, I then coach with GB under 19 as well. Um, and then I sort of do a little bit of uh, so we're linked, to, so our youth teams are linked with Bournemouth Bobcats adult team. Um, so I sort of do a little bit there and they, and they return the favour and they come coach my youth players as well. Um, so there's a little bit of thing going on there. So Bournemouth is quite easy to manage because it's sort of on case by case. Um, the biggest two are Salisbury and we'll be Solent next year. And then GB is like a one once a month commitment. Um, and then, like I say, AFA is a completely different um, ball game. Uh, but I mainly coach. I mainly coach defense. Funny enough, but with um, AFA and uh, Salisbury, I've had to convert quite a lot to
1: offense. All over the places. <laughs> <Yeah>. Decent coverage. <laughs> yeah. and how about you, Chris? Uh,
0: slightly less committed than Abe on the uh, coaching front. Yeah. So um still involved uh, with the the uni team. That you know, I did four or five years playing, uh, and then. Moved into kind of going back and helping with their mini camps and some of their kind of training. Uh, moved around due to joining the army a bit, so the coaching took a bit of a, a pause on it. Uh, and then with them, um, you know, bit of bit, football. Bit so when I was at the, the university, we went over and played for the um, Bristol Aztecs as well, and, and and the youth team, the Bath Cardinals youth team at the time. Uh, you know, friends in friends in the sport, coaching, refing. You know, just interested spectators so you, you end up um, getting a good network of people to uh, go and uh, go and see play or, or help out and uh, just trying to push the sport forward you know in the last 15-20 years the sports exploded in the UK so it's um, it's great to see where it is now to where you know I remember turning up and not you know turning up to training in the early 2000s and hardly anybody was there you know in the dark in the rain you know it was you had to be pretty committed to play whereas now You see, you know, NFL jerseys everywhere, and people—you know—the interest level is so much higher. It is massive.
1: I mean, I mean, fantasy football—just the community within fantasy football—is bigger now than it was when we started the pod three, four years ago. So, is it obvious to you guys, being in the industry, that the growth is huge, or is it? Has it gone up on a a steady curve, or has it exploded upwards?
2: um, So. I, I realised that when, when I was at Swindon is when I sort of started Salisbury um, and I realised that there was a definite need to, to for a team at Salisbury because we had a lot of people travelling a long way um, to play for places like Swindon and Bournemouth etc. Uh, so I set that team up and, and the first season we sort of sh- struggled with players now and again um, but like, like this year alone we've, we've tripled, quadrupled our players as of local other team like Paul have just set up a team as well not far away from us. Solent have got a team and, and the players it's going up and up so at that level 100% um, adult level it is steadily going up player wise um, but I, when you go down to London and watch the London games it's, it's something else and you see the, you see the, how much you know people are how much the sport's growing and, and people are getting into it more and more um, and the more people I speak to the more people I realize that who, and not necessarily uh, avid fans like us but people that follow the sport still and um, is, is
1: definitely growing yeah definitely we've noticed it even even just just on Facebook groups and stuff the, the amount of people you see the numbers going up whether it be just the NFL UK group or a specific fantasy ones the amount of members and stuff is, is ridiculous compared to what it was so it's good for the sport it's good for fantasy and I suppose it's good for you guys playing and coaching that there's a bigger pool of players to grab from
2: absolutely
1: yeah absolutely 100% so boys who do you support then who's your NFL teams
2: uh, only the best team in the league, 49ers. Um, reason for that is it was the first city I went to in America, um, and it was the first team I went to watch Five. Uh, and I used to love at the so time, still love now Colin Kaepernick as a player. Um, I'm watching him like his early days it was like watching Amaya Jackson now, um,
0: really entertaining football. So, yeah, it's 49ers all the way. Uh, and I'm uh, possibly one of the very few UK's Carolina Panthers fans. Uh, as I said, started watching in the early 2000s picked the underdog in the uh, 2003, 2004 Super Bowl where we got beat by the Patriots uh, and have stayed with them ever since through some good years but mainly bad years <laughs> so uh, on a rebuild now, on a rebuild so new coaching staff, new setup. so looking forward to the future getting back into it.
1: Yeah, I've, I've... Heard a lot of people say that they're destined for the number one pick come next the the next draft. So no, no. Although you, you, you should. The last you time should.
0: we had uh, the last time we had the number one pick worked out quite well for us with uh Cam. So um, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, it worked really well. <laughs> um, well, we had we had a decent couple of years from him. Yeah, um, MVP.
1: He, he was pretty good. Cam was pretty good, and and you know the the, the seeing him turn up in New England. Uh, it's going to be Bill Belichick. Obviously, knows what he's doing. It, it's been far too long for him to people question the decision, and
2: I, I, I think people underestimate him as well. And to have a a, a weapon like Cam Newton, I think could be.
0: Could oh,
1: be if fantastic. he's fit, if he's fit, he's top five QB in the league, no doubt, just because of what he brings to the game and the way New England scheme for their players. They did it for Tom Brady. and I'm not saying Tom Brady was average, but look, hey, he won six Super Bowls, so. There is. There, I am not betting against the the Patriots to get back to the Super Bowl if, this season. If, if anybody fit. can, yeah.
0: If anybody can get value from a player, it's Belichick, really, and you know he he'll find out ways of using him and you know keeping the defense you know on their yeah. toes with him. So yeah, that great weapon and, to have if he's fit. Obviously, with yeah. Cam as always, if he's healthy or not, but if he's but healthy.
1: I I think as well that if the the Patriots can scheme for him in a way that can keep him fit and they wouldn't have signed him if he wasn't fit because they're so close to the clap cap limit that everything's incentive anyway with him. So it does seem cheap if you're going to go about it that way. And people have come out and said that it's the wrong way to do it, but the talent's there. And I think there's a chance that the deal has been in the pipeline for a long time. And, that they just wanted to make sure that it was the right thing, and then obviously they announced it on the day where they got in a bit of trouble for the. Uh, oh, what did they do? The,
0: the Bengals time, game, when Yeah, yeah. No. yeah,
1: the Bengals game. So uh, it was a perfect time to release it, take a bit of the shroud away, and yeah, it was great. Not,
0: not sure who needs the video, the Bengals, to uh, get a win. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, mean, you're, yeah, you're a
2: bad place when you're against the Bengals, <laughs> not
1: you? But there's, there's <laughs> nothing to say they didn't do it against everyone, and just got caught against the Bengals, it, which yeah, is exactly. the worst team to get caught against, doing. Yeah yeah so before we get into talking about creating an army team we've got one question that we ask all of our guests to come on and that's what advice would you give to our listeners who want to talk about their passion whether it be you know going into the army or playing brickball ball or whatever it be sailing whatever their passion is what advice would you give to our listeners to, to pursue their passion
2: um one thing i would say definitely is especially when you're in the military because Banner is quite a big thing, so to open up and say like you, you enjoy something everyone else doesn't is open yourself up to jokes, which is only obviously only um, lighter hearted fun. Um, but a lot of people don't want to speak about what they have passions about for that, for that reason. Um, so I would just say that don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Um, if it's your passion, it's what you love, then follow it, chase it, and come out and watch it play, do, do what you need to do. Um, but don't let anyone else dictate what you, what you do um, in that sense
0: yeah definitely it's a, it's absolutely huge sport and it? it's a global sport you can see the money going into it you can see the the profile you know it's much better now than it was 10 20 years ago in the UK so it's um you, know, you probably is an easier access route but there's loads of teams out there if you want to play or coach or you know hit up the side sideline and do stats or, or game management or do you know team administration or refereeing or whatever there's you know Baffer and Bafka, BAFRA, Just Google everything uh, in the UK, and you'll you'll be. All the teams will be more than happy to have anybody, no matter what size or talent or age, or if you've had an injury or not. Just get a long, long healthy local team, and 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 see how it goes.
1: Marvelous, marvelous, right, chaps. So let's let's get into talking about creating an army team. You know this, I. I as I said before, I didn't know this was the thing, or was going to be a thing, or was even possible. And I don't really know much about sport in the army as a whole. So, what made you want to attempt creating an American football team for the army?
2: Um, so, it it's, it started with me, um, my my crazy head and the ideas I come up with to make myself even more busy. Um, but football, obviously, we know it's must. Like I just said massively grown in the UK. Um, and I've heard it a million times from players that are in, are in the military. They say, oh, why isn't there an Army team? Why isn't there an RAF team? You know, why isn't there a Navy team? Whatever, whatever it is. And I've heard it a million times before. Um, and I generally don't, think in, the, I don't think, I think in the same way as other people do. So I've heard this before. And this is probably why Salisbury exists. And I set up a flag team when I was at Swindon because people were saying, why isn't there a flag team? Um, I think I just I like to uh, work on action rather than words sometimes. Um, so I thought, well, why not? Um, I ripped some documents up, justifying it because I didn't know that there was any processes there. So I ripped some documents up just to justify of why it's why it fits. And, and one of the main things on that was the core values of the, the British Army mirror um, the, the values of, of American football. So things like discipline and selflessness and you know um, integrity—it's all ties in with the sport massively more than any sport. I know sport generally does tie in with them. So sort of headings. Um, but none more than non than american football um and obviously the teamwork and professionalism that comes along with it is again it's, it's, it's our it's our textbook um day to day so it, it mirrors um army life almost almost perfectly um and we have some amazing athletes in in the military i mean if you go to any u k um sort of brick team uh you'll find that some of the top players Will be will be miniature guys um, because they're athletic. You know, like they've already got them core values that we just spoke about. The discipline, you know, being encouraged to get stuck in, um, and they've got the selflessness to so make good linemen For example, um, even though we don't normally have the size, um, it's just them core values match perfectly with with, with the sport and the positions and, and the, and the uh, jobs that's asked of them. So it, it made sense for the to for there to be a team. Um, and the army offers so much for sport with travel and sports stores and. Uh, the amount of money we put into sport because the army realises what sport does for people what values it carries um, so it just it made more sense for the fear team than you know, not to be a team the fact that there isn't a team now is, is still it's still me.
1: for sure I mean so how do you go about getting the army or if you're in the navy in the same situation but you're, you're in the army how do you go about getting the army to recognise American football as a sport
2: um not an easy one, um, and there's no sort of um, right. This is the process, um, you've got to follow this. Um, there's certain things you approve, and it's uh, essentially it's too much to get into on this. But in, in the way I've broken it down into four phases, um, the way that we're going to approach is, is our sort of scheme, if you like. Um, and our phase one was to recruit committee coaches, put together a system, you know, uh, an ethic. This essentially what we've got now, our brand. The AFA brand, um, which we're constantly putting out there, um, and sort of a foundation for us to then build up on. Um, the second phase then is what we were on the doorstep of before um, COVID, um, and hopefully we'll be back on the doorstep of beginning next year, um, is the recruiting of players. Um, now this is really important because, uh, because to prove what we're doing, um, we need to have the minimum to have the players interested in doing it before we even think about money or anything like that, we need to have the people interested in playing. Um, and then phase three would be the practice and uh, basically the collection of evidence. Um, and phase four would be providing that to the, and the sports board where they would turn around and say, you know, come down evaluate it and say yes or no, essentially. And um, so that's my um, phased system that i put together and that we've we, we spoke briefly about. Um, but we're definitely past phase one and onto on two on that, on that sort of thing. Um, but with talking about numbers at the minute, we've got about nine committee, I believe, from uh, the rank of private all the way up to uh, brigadier with the, um, the sort of main man on board. And uh, player wise, we've got uh, we had 200 people registered interest um, across the army. That's across Northern Ireland, you know, uh, UK and people that are also deployed. Um, and we've got 33 people. Uh, Coaches, um, 21 of which uh, uh were on a course just before again, just before coronavirus kicked in. Um and this was just a army specific course. So we essentially put our own, so Batter put a course on for us and we put all our own students towards it and created 20 coaches, uh, 21 coaches in one day. Um now three of them, including myself, were sort of redoing the course, but we redid it just to do it as a wanted to do it as a team. Um, so altogether, we've got 30 coaches. I think there's only a, a small handful, maybe one or two, who aren't currently qualified. So we've already got a really strong coaching staff. Um, that's being helped by um, people such as Paul Sherrett and Will, um from uh, UK university teams. Um, you can, so you tell
0: no, the, you, yeah, you can tell by the numbers we've got. You know, interested uh, of people going out of their way to email us. Mm. And, you know, and get, and you know, with surprise going, oh, there's an army, you know, there's an association set up. They're going through the process of trying to get, you know, established as a sport. So, you know, any Britball, co- any Britball team in the, in the country would absolutely bite your hands off if you said you had 100 plus 200 people who wanted to turn up and be players. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a great foundation uh, of interest and enthusiasm. You know, we've got people who've been in the game for 15, 20 plus years uh coaches administrators everything so you know trying to bring all of that together uh, it seemed like an obvious thing to do mm. it's just you know the, the main question is you know why hasn't it been done before i suppose but you know it's, but we're, we're getting there we're taking baby steps there you know it's, it's good
1: any any forward yeah. motions good motion right so exactly you're going in the right direction i, I have two things, right? yeah I, I have two questions on this my first one is with the logistics with your 200 players and coaches being spread out how does that go about training and playing and and stuff um, like that
2: um so same as any um, sport really there'll be a centralized location people will get a call and notice you know this is when we're established and recognized they'll get a call and notice they'll come down for a week well they'll be asked for a week um from morning till noon um and we'll essentially fashion for a week um, and then they will go back to the units um, and we'll do that on as much regular basis as we can more so when you've got things like games and camps coming up um, but yeah essentially like that for now it'll yeah. be one day training camps in the Midlands so it's sort of centrally located but they all get travel put on against another thing the army do that's
0: great they'll get given cars and transport to get down there well that's cool So uh, yeah, so with the big numbers you know because of the jobs that so everybody's in and they've all got different commitments, you know, they might be in work or, 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 away or whatever. So you almost have to have more numbers than you would do if you were working on a very localized club sure. where you could guarantee everybody turning up, you know, every, you know, every Wednesday night or twice a week or, and um, yet you, you have to have a bit more of a, a wider foundation of, uh, of interest to, to, to yep. kind of distill down into a proper team. And so, that's the same reason as why we've got so many coaches. Um, because we've got in in positionals,
2: we've actually only probably got about ten. Um, but the rest are assistants, and the idea is that is when one goes away, one of the assistants fills that gap um, and takes it up. So whenever we're doing whenever never down a coach.
1: That's awesome. I was I was I was thinking about it, and I thought if you couldn't get players from a certain position to play for a certain time, if they were on tour or away or couldn't make the trip, then you'd be. So is it. Like, I don't know about Britball. Do you have a roster limit, or can you literally drag anyone from your pool into the game?
2: Um, day to day, no. Um, there's some I know. There's, so for instance, if we did sort of international competitions or something like that, I know they have sort of caps on how many players you can take. Um, if we go, if we do go, to, so we'll speak about it in a moment. But if we do go to the states, for example, um, on like a, a sports tour, then again we've got to be capped on how many players we can take um, and coaches. So, so yes and no. Um, we'll take as many as we get. Yeah, um, but so I, I guess
1: if you're going on a tour, then you'll have you'll know when it is and you can get your players sort of notice period for that if they're available, right? So rather than a, a, just a standard game on, a, on whatever day it is that Brit will play on, rather than having a, a short time between games to drag players from wherever they be in the country or away and stuff, on a tour or playing in America, you'd have much more chance to get a team together per se, I presume.
0: Uh, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. And we're trying to do it so we can, you know, Rather than rely on a few superstar players who've got bags of experience, trying to get that whole, you know, do the co- with through the coaching, through good coaching, through the schemes we would have, people can, you know, whoever's there should be able to do a job and and uh, come together for for the game uh, and for the week beforehand. So
2: yeah, and, and the scheme is written to not rely on on um, salt talent as well. Um, so we are using very very similar offense to West Point. Um, in the sense that we're using a triple option, sort of flexible look um, on offence. And then defence is, is relatively standard defence, three, four, under. Um, and, it, and essentially, it doesn't rely on somebody to be able to throw downfield really far. It doesn't rely on one star running back. You know, we've got we've got, it's got options to the, to the offence. Um, and we've got um, a very simple defence to install.
1: So, before we talk about West Point, I've got a couple of questions about, have you had any help from them if you're running a West Point system perhaps or have you just copied the model um, um, so, but, um sorry is that a question or was it? it it will be but before I forget my <laughs> other question do having the large player pool of 200 so I, I, other Britball teams I guess they don't have that many players to to choose from does that strengthen your position as a team when it forms having a larger number, or? Because you, will players that aren't in the army be allowed to play or is it purely an army team? And does that then limit the talent that you might possibly be able to play?
2: It uh, is army only. Um, yes, it may sort of limit. Um, but one thing we'll always get guaranteed it's it's going to be someone who's fit, who's conditioned, ready to ready to yeah. play a sport. We're never going to get someone that's out of shape or, or you know, we're talented but not fit. If someone comes talented, we know they're going to come with fitness as well. Um, so we we'll are guaranteed some stuff. But yeah, it sort of does limit it. And that's the two hundred people that are interested are both and that's regular reserve. So yeah, you know, they only have to be in reserves as well to, to be a part of it. Um but yeah, it to answer the question, it does it does limit it a little bit, but but at the same time it gives us a lot of guarantees. Um but that's the way all army sport is, it's it's yeah it's army personnel only I mean.
0: So we're not gonna get some absolutely huge linemen turn up because they probably wouldn't be in the army, uh, from all of physical standards or you know, for the jobs they're in. So uh we're probably going to be a team a bit like West Point uh, you know haven't got the raw size so it's going to be done on you know technique and uh, effort and and and, and coaching and um, to get the results we want.
1: And I presume strength and conditioning is quite a big thing in Britball where perhaps not the NFL or the colleges who've got dedicated weight rooms and strength and condition coaches being a member of the army as you say <laughs> provides fitness anyway so your guys will be able to, they've got the 60 minute motor, whereas some grit teams, they might start running out.
2: Absolutely. And that'll be one of our biggest strengths is, is the strength conditioning along with discipline. But um, we've got, well, we've also got an athletic um, development coach who's a PTI, um, which is a physical training instructor in the army. Um, and he'll have a small group of PTIs working with him and that will, on our training camps, we'll, we'll have them in the gym. I mean, they're going to they do, we do strength conditioning day by day basis anyway in, in the military at the moment. Um, so is a big part of injury prevention. is a big part of the military at the moment. So, so actually, we're, we're, again, we're, along with the sort of gen, gen, uh, general fitness sort of stuff, we've got like strength conditioning, injury prevention,
1: uh,
2: physio, side back, and as well.
1: That's good. I, mean, I don't fancy playing you boys if I was on another team because it would just be a <laughs> constant, constant grind for sixty minutes. So, do you have any? Are you getting any help or advice from American institution institutions like West Point?
2: yeah um yeah we are yeah so um I created a bit of a link with Fresno State last time I went to America and got a visit on there on the basis of going down and seeing how they do things, so they let me into one of their closed practices um this is Fresno state Bulldogs um and they took me around their facilities um and I've been in contact with them since um so that was good so we've sort of created a bit of a link there, but also more recently we've um we've created a sort of it's a start of a relationship with with West Point. so we've sort of had a few communications with their uh, the chief of football staff um, and we are awaiting a reply from their offensive coordinator as well to work with our, our guys on on the offensive playbook so we've had a few zooms with Paul Sherrick from Loughborough University he has been fantastic because he ran the same sort of offence with, with Loughborough University last season um, so we've had a few of him to learn sport basically but we're, we're just sort of awaiting that response from their offensive coordinator who, who we have heard from on email but we're just waiting for that response of, of Kenny give us a coach for, for Zoom essentially to to help us out in that sense. So there is a relationship starting there. They did invite us over um, this year to a, one of their coaching clinics, um, which we plan to go to. But unfortunately this happened, <laughs> uh-huh. 2020 happened. Um, yep. And obviously everything's been cancelled. So we'll probably look at maybe sending a few guys out next year doing that. Um, potentially some support from the army, we don't know yet. We're going to look, look into that sort of as an avenue. Um, but I'm sure people would would pay out their own money to go, to go do that. Yeah, um, but yeah, there is a link. It's it's a real issue that's sort of
1: budding as we speak. That's awesome. So the long-term goal for you guys is it to complete in Baffer <laughs> or to form an army league with other countries or both or end up playing West Point in some sort of charity game or
2: <laughs> I think we'd
1: probably get killed if we played. Yeah. <laughs> not, quite, <laughs> but, um... not quite that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Um, no. Yeah. So. It'll be a bit of a mixture. We won't be playing any structured Baffa league. Um, it, it would be, I think, be too much of a burden on people's careers and getting around the country on on that short time frame. But it doesn't mean we won't play Baffa teams. Um, it'll probably be on exhibition bases, a bit like uh, Bristol Pride do it. I don't know if you've heard of them, but a bit like they do. And um, it'll be on sort of exhibition bases. Um, we'll probably aim to do sports tours, talk, sports in both Europe uh, against. Um, teams in Europe, maybe regional teams, um, and then we will also aim to go to, hopefully go to in the future, go to some places like West Point. Um, but but not to play against, but to be sort of on a coaching and a playing uh, camp over there, where our coaches can learn from their coaches and our players can learn from their coaches as well. Uh, essentially, would be would be the aim, not not never to play against them. I don't see that as ever being at that <laughs> at that level.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. Although it would be some some exhibition game if you could uh, if you could pull that off, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I might be transferring if we're doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how do our listeners help? How can we get involved? How can we track AFA's progress?
2: Um, so there's a couple of sort of official um, groups up. So there's, uh, let's, let me get the right tagline for you. So AFA underscore chairman on Twitter um, is our, is our chairman uh tom who you can follow on twitter and he, he puts any, any updates on there For those are on facebook we have a AFA facebook group so just search for after or uh, search for the hashtags AFA or brick by brick um, and we should come up on them as well um, that's the sort of civilian way of keeping up with it if you're military we have several different ways but if they email AFA underscore official Outlook.com, and um, then look will get a response from that, and um, we can sort
0: of guide you to, to the right sort of avenues of keeping up to date. And uh, we're always recruiting, so you know, if you want to be a regular in the army or a reservist, if you want to, you know, get down to your local careers office or you know, search army jobs, get in, get in be a reservist, come play American football in your spare time and help out. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, as you say, regular and reserve, so go for it. Sounds pretty good. If I was
1: a bit younger, I'd definitely take you up on that, but not anymore. Not anymore. So we are a fantasy football podcast, chaps. Let's talk some fantasy football. Chris, I know you've got something shiny in the corner of your room there that you want to show off to uh, Rush Nation.
0: Knowing, yeah, knowing that the, uh, the Rush Nation, we're going to be uh, happy with uh, fantasy. So I thought I'd bring my current uh, fantasy trophy back to back winners. Uh, So um, there's be, there's at least a dozen people in the UK now who are, uh, horrendously shamed by that uh, being there because, uh, yeah. But um, the yeah, so big into fantasy and have been for uh, back since the uni days. So uh, that league's been going for uh, we're going into our eleventh year now. So same guys going into eleven years. So, uh,
1: you said you're back to back, Is, so you're going for the. I sleeping. am back.
0: So I'm the commissioner of the league, oh, and it took, whoa, it took it took it took me nine years. So it took me nine years to win. Uh, and it was quite the uh, the running joke that I hadn't won anything, even though it was my league. And I, you know, I was working on the rules and everything. Uh, so, yeah, we're one in, uh, in year nine and in, in year 10 now. So looking for the three-peat, the hat-trick. Um, I doubt it'll happen, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we've will we got it here at the moment. So I'm trying exactly. to install a rule with them, um, like the World Cup, where if you win it three times, you get to keep the trophy. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so is, is
1: that a dynasty or is it a, a redraft league?
0: It's a redraft league, yeah. Um, slightly, not the standard head to head league. So we were, yeah, we've got a few, uh, I don't know, I suppose people would call them geeky, nerdy people uh, in the league. So we use, uh, we kind of do an offline, uh, like almost like a roto league. Okay. Um, so we're kind of not head to head, so we're, we're all in together. Um, really deep league. So. Ten starters, ten bench, and no pickups. So you know, you, you draft, and the, the big auction at the beginning of the year is uh, is key. So it's wow. it's pretty it's pretty niche and it's, pretty yeah. um tasty, but uh, um yeah, it's it's something we do. keep keeps us out of trouble, I suppose.
1: Excellent. And was and was that your only league? How many leagues do you play in, Chris?
0: No, that that occupies. Uh, it's a, it, there's lots of trades going on uh, and it occupies a lot of hours and time on Excel and everything <laughs> like that. So, um, and as soon as anything goes wrong, I've got a dozen guys emailing me and texting me going, Oh, that's not, that's not quite right or whatever. So yeah, it's, um, it, it takes up all my time.
1: It, it sounds pretty intense, but you got the championship, right? So sitting top of the mountain,
0: just winning, just win everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Abe? Do you play? Um, do you know that guy you invite along to
2: sit at the bottom, so nobody else probably gets hurt? Yeah, that's, that's me. Um, yeah, no, I, I've done it a couple of years, but I, I, I think I do that much for the sport that I just forget about fantasy league, so I, I don't do my, I don't change my players or anything. So like, you know, I've got guys on a bye week, kind not start um, So no, I, I have done it in the past, but um, I've not for the past for two years. I don't think I've, I've really got into it. Um, I think as I might, might have a drafting on last time so To be
0: fair, as you, as you heard earlier, <laughs> Abe, yeah, Abe's uh, Abe's much more into the physical world rather than the fantasy world. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's helping out everywhere.
1: So. That's fair enough. Well, if you ever need advice, mate, you know where we are. Now you uh, now you know <laughs> about five yard rush. We we dabble in the fantasy a little bit. So, in regards to the army, and, and is there a lot of American football fans in the army? Not necessarily wanting to get into playing, but fans a bit in general, or is it a lot more?
2: Than I ever expected. Um, alongside the two hundred people I've registered to play, there's there's probably another thirty to forty that I've met that just don't want anything to do with Africa because they don't want to play, they don't want to coach, but they look they still love the sport. So every year, um, one of our good our good friends called Dave is he organises the do you know the flag bearers at, at Wembley and Tottenham? Yeah. So the guys that the military guys I get to hold a flag at the beginning. So he organises all that for the army. <clears throat> um, so it was lucky to meet him last year and I got to go do that at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with uh, Chicago Bears and Raiders game.
1: First one was, as well. Was
2: fantastic. Um, and I was sort of on a whim because I was going to California the month after. I thought, you know what, I'm going to message Fortin ers which is off a, off, off a whim, off a cuff. Um, see if they can do the same thing And <laughs> it came through. Um, so I also led. I went out on the pitch with the 49 and, and did a whole American flag instead um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, there's a lot more people in the military that I'm into than I expected. Especially the rugby players. Um, yeah. although there's always an ongoing joke there between the two sports um, a lot of the rubber blazing down the American football fans as well
1: So now you've done the flag in both Tottenham and I guess in San Francisco which stadium was better to run out onto the pitch for? I not not, this, not necessarily He needs to
2: get to Bank
0: of America did not he? He needs to get to Charlotte Yeah, um, yeah,
2: right, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're saying so I, I love Tottenham Hotspur Stadium it's absolutely fantastic and to see their, their football pitch underneath on the car park when we're getting the flags waiting and stuff was pretty cool um, and the atmosphere there was fantastic, but I don't think anything will ever beat the open stadium the 49ers with mountains in the background. It's, it's absolutely a fantastic stadium and by far my favourite, but Tottenham must have stadium is something special.
1: Yeah, um, when, when we first walked, because I was lucky enough to get a ticket for the first two games at Tottenham and and Murph actually was in the press box for the Bucks game. He, um, It was ridiculous walking up the steps and seeing out onto the pitch and... The actual arena is because I'm an Arsenal fan as well, so I really didn't want it to be a nice ground because it was Tottenham, but it's such a nice arena just to go into as an American football ground. And I imagine soccer or football is exactly the same, you know, it's, it's just a great stadium.
0: It must have been quite loud there for you then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
0: I, I, I say I'm an Arsenal fan, I haven't
1: really followed football for the last sort of eight years, but I grew up as an Arsenal fan when they were good that helps <laughs> and then I and then I jump ship but American football turned up but what is it like I've not had the experience but what's it like carrying something out onto the pitch when the stadium is completely full uh, it's,
2: yeah it's, it's, pre- it's pretty awesome Chris have you ever done it no I didn't do it last year no again, cool no. yes it's, it's pretty awesome like again I think San Francisco was definitely better just because the American fans were sure. it was just I don't know I think it's just a bit of a better, better atmosphere um, but yeah it's fantastic and, and I was still on the pitch you know like five metres away from DeForest Forest Butner um, obviously looking up um, <laughs> yeah. but, but it was amazing honestly and, and people like George Kittle there and seeing him in real life it's like it's, it's unbelievable um, and then being on the pitch with them when they're, when they're coming out and when the national, national Anthem's going and obviously you know what the Americans are they absolutely love it so yeah, yeah it, was, it was brilliant um, but it was still amazing at, at Tottenham as well really, how loud it was it was unbelievable
1: yeah it was good at Tottenham and I can only imagine what it's like in America. I've not been, yet been to a game in America so it's, but I can't wait and I think there's something about walking out pitch level as opposed to being in the stands and being, like you say, so close to Forrest Buckner and George Kittle and stuff. It's, it's just another world. I mean, we were lucky enough to attend an NFL live event in, where was it, London Bridge, and we got to meet the, some of the players a bit backstage and they are just ridiculously sized human beings and that's without pads and stuff and they were just in jeans and a t-shirt and made me look like I was a five-year-old. So, yeah, I can only imagine that it was it was pretty fantastic.
2: Fantastic. And with the Raiders one as well, we, got to, we were stood when they were coming out there. The locker room, we stood in front of him, right, like, and we we're also all in the zone. And I, I tried to lean over and shake Derek Carr's hand. I shot yeah. I, shot, I shot his name. I was like Derek, and as I did that, the ref was walking backwards in front of me. So I got clean taken out by this referee, now <laughs> I got to shake Derek Carr's hand. He's <laughs> got embarrassed in front of everybody, getting into a right ref, um, but still a great experience. Yeah, fantastic.
1: And, and is, is that something you can apply to do again? Like, can
0: Chris apply or?
2: Yeah, we we would have done it this year again. But um, well, unfortunately, there's no London Games this year. Uh, so, but
0: yeah, another it's... reason, another reason why people need to join the army and join the reserves. Yeah, get in. Yeah,
2: yeah it's hard work. Don't get it wrong. It's like a long day, <laughs> a very long day. You're there yeah. first thing in the morning. And, you know, you're one of the last to leave. Um, but it's yeah, it's, good. it's worth, worth it.
1: it. Definitely worth it. Oh, that sounds incredible. And hopefully, well, maybe maybe we can get we're uh, pitch side or something soon and. Experience a little bit similar to that, but no, you know I, I hope you both can apply in the future and, and get out there because it sounds definitely something like you never forget. But guys, this is this has been absolutely incredible. Do you have anything else you want to say about AFA before you leave, or anything else you want to plug, or you know let Rush Nation know how they can help, where they can find you on 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 Twitter and Facebook, and just go for it once again so everybody knows what AFA is and, and what they can do.
2: Yeah, um yeah, I mean we've sort of told you where where to find us Twitter and Facebook. Um, but also, if you're a civilian coach or something like that, and you, you want to be involved in in a sense, the same as Paul Sherrett and Will uh, helping us out and, and educating our coaches, or you've got any material that you think would be useful, and and get and get in touch. You know, we're, although we're military and we're very open to, to support and and to working with teams, and you know, but little things like getting our young coaches in with other football teams getting them down to training getting them learning would be would be fantastic so yeah if there's anyone out there that get involved in that sense then absolutely give us a message or give me a message um, I'm very easy to find out. not many people are called Abraham um, I'm very <laughs> easy to find on social media um, or just find one of the five teams I coach for I <laughs> probably got all that way as well. Um, uh, yeah so yeah just just, just get out um, and, and if you want to be involved
1: Great stuff. Right, let's leave with some NFL predictions. Abe, do you think the Niners can go one step further and lift the Lombardi next year?
2: Uh, not just saying it's my fan, but they can one hundred. It's one hundred percent within their within their um, their, their skill set to to get that far. You know, we've got we've absolutely got the talent, and we've we've had a really good draft and a really good off season. Um, teams that I think will stop us probably Saints, maybe um, the ones we're looking at that could be the biggest challenge. Um, and obviously, this, you can never write off people like the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes. So, yes, I think we can. Um, but if it's not the Niners, I'm going to go
1: with the Saints. Nice. Probably got the one of the deepest rosters in the league. The Niners is skilled all over the field. So,
2: yeah, really, it's the
1: defense as well as unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely frightening. And then Chris Panthers number one pick overall next year in the draft, or do you think you can do no. a little better than that?
0: So we're in a tough, tough division, we.
1: So um... you're in the best division, I think. Completely, yeah, agreeable,
0: arguable. No, no, yeah, no, no, there's, no, depth everywhere. there's depth. There's depth everywhere. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive about it. I think the coaching staff we got coming in, uh, you know, they're all designed to build programs. We've got, you know, although Cam was a great athlete, he had a bit of a circus uh, around him. So, you know, that that's moved on now. Um, so I think young offense, uh. All the picks in the draft are defense, so mm. you know it's a statement of intent, really. Um, and you know we got some has-been QBs in the conference, so we can um, hopefully pick up a few <laughs> wins. <laughs> we can pick up a few wins and uh, get closer to 500. Yeah, definitely not a number one pick though. There's a lot of bad teams in the league.
1: Yeah, there are, but I think uh, I think if you're going to blow it up, blow it up properly and get the number one pick, then I, what's the point in picking up 15? Like you don't get you don't get the best.
0: I'm not uh oh, we'll see we'll see how it goes third year you know get to close five hundred in the first year, and then we'll go on from there, you know, yeah I, is the way you want to be going i, I think you've always got
1: you've always got to play for a winning record, haven't you and and tanking's no fun for anybody, but hey, I mean, you drafted a whole load on defense last year, and if you do end up picking near number one or somewhere around there and get yeah. an, an offensive position or two to join Christian McCaffrey, then
0: hey. And Bridgewater did all right when uh, Breeze was down. So uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too down on it. I think. Yeah. I'm probably one of the only guys who aren't down on us, but yeah, I'm not too down on us. Yeah. Get back to Super Bowl in a couple of years time. Be fine.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff, boys. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing the story and letting everybody know about it. We appreciate your time.
2: Can Um, I just, um, just have a bit of a sentimental end.
1: um, Go for it.
2: On a serious note. So, um, I just want to throw a shout out to the on family at the moment because they've just uh, sadly lost one of their uh, one of their players. Uh, they're all quarterback uh, and coach um, Greg, um, absolutely great guy, and Enjoy- loved working with them. Um, so big shout out to that organisation and their family.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. So Abe, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, guys. It's been a blast. Hopefully, we'll see uh, we'll see Alpha take off in the near future, and and we'll, we'll see you all over the place knocking people about with strength and conditioning because that that's the dream right
2: absolutely
1: yeah yeah we will definitely chat soon Take, thank you so much for coming on cheers thank you very much cheers guys right rush nation i do have some announcements today just a bit of house cleaning at the end here today is the last day to get one of three guaranteed spots into the warrior bowl so Find the correct post on our timeline, follow us and at the Warrior Bowl and also retweet the post whilst replying with two friends. God, that was an absolute mouthful, sorry. We will announce the winner tomorrow on Twitter, so turn those notifications on. Now, we've also got one spot to give away in the Stevie Rains Bowl, which is run by the boys over at the Kickers Matter podcast. This is where we, you know... Steve unfortunately passed away recently and the boys over at Kickers Matter, uh, he was a big part of what they did and he was an even bigger part of the NFL UK community and sadly missed by everybody and, you know, it it was way too soon and what Jack has done, setting up this bowl is absolutely fantastic and we've been lucky enough to be uh, given a slot to to give away in, in this really cool thing, so... The minimum requirement to get in is to follow us, which I presume as Rush Nation you are already doing, because if you're not, why not? And then to follow Kickers Matter, which is at kickers underscore matter on Twitter. Donate to Cancer Research UK, but be creative. I mean, if you knew Steve, share why this matters to you. Post the video, maybe recreating something Steve is known for. And then make, you know make a donation to cancer research as much as you can, because it is one of the biggest killers in the country. And if we can eventually beat this, then absolutely fantastic. Get creative. This league really matters to us. I know it matters to the boys at KM. It matters to the NFL UK community. So it's representing Steve, who we really liked and and everybody else did. So, yeah. Don't forget, you go follow us, follow the KM boys, donate to Cancer Research, and then let us know why you should be in the Stevie Rains Bowl. And then we've got one spot to give away in the Fantasy and Frames tournament. And this is going to give charity $100 of the charity of your choice $100 if you win. So simply find the post on our timeline and follow the instructions there. There are still some spaces left in the FFCC, but this is going to be the last weekend to sign up. There is literally only a handful of spaces left. So if you're not in the FFCC and you fancy a shot at beating some of the best analysts in the business, get involved. It's a two-week competition. So, you know, week one and week two are head-to-head. And then if you lose, you're out. Bosh, gone. And uh, Jack from KM won it last year. El Champion, as he likes to be called now. And blown his own trumpet. Well done, Jack. Yeah, there is uh, literally handful of spaces left so go get them before they're gone and then oh there's listener league news coming up next week however if you want to get into a league show us your books on twitter take a picture of those fantasy football playbooks if you haven't got one yet head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk. get yourself a fantasy football playbook or Amazon if you want a paperback. The Amazon paperback is slightly more expensive, but you do get a lovely copy of the book. So if you want to read a book, get it on Amazon. If you don't, head over to 5 get the fantasy football playbook there. We want these leagues filled as soon as possible, and I think there's only four spaces left. So there's only a handful in the FFCC and then four in the book leagues. We're going to be making some more next week. Hold tight for that information, but Rush Nation... That is a lot of talking. I am out of breath. Normally Murph does a little bit, but unfortunately he hasn't here. Murph, I've missed you, buddy. I know the Army boys did too. It was a pleasure having them on. But Rush Nation, until next week, don't forget, as always, stay safe and keep rushing.